Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, all around the leagues, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to the Bromley South London Football League part of the Silk Podcast for this week. Danny Hollis, League Secretary, reporting the results, a little update on the tables and uh, looking at the fixtures for next week. So let's get on with the results first. Uh, really interesting results today um, from this weekend um, to report on. So first to our John Cooper Premier Division and results from Saturday the 29th of January. Uh, agenda 3, Bermondsey Town 1. Bermondsey Town have had a good run recently but crashing to a halt away to Agenda. Kenneth Hyde with a double for Agenda. Good win for them. All-Stars, first win of the season. 2-1 winners at South Dulwich. Really pleased for All-Stars. New club into the uh, division last year, this year. Um, sad for them that a few teams dropped out, like Peckham Town A um, and, um, and well, the likes of Tenenby and Homestyle before because they could have competed All-Stars this year, but sadly things went away from them. But um, a good win for them and something to build on for the rest of the season. Uh, Eden Park, six. West Wickham Albion, one. Great result for Eden Park. Um, they've shared sort of um, some... Um, a good and, and not so good results this year but um, two good wins now South Dulwich last week and then West Brom West Wickham Albion this week so they're on a good run of form now Elliot Miles with two and uh, Reginald Aguiman got two off the bench for them as well then the big game of the week uh, our title race is still on Old Rome beat AMG Ballers 4-2 Pat Brennan with a hat-trick for Old Rome which keeps the uh, league going AMG Ballers still standout favourites for sure three games left I think they've got to win one of them um, but Old Rome are still in the hunt with that win not going to give up their crown lightly AMG Ball has looked unbeatable all this year so it must have been some performance to beat them um, bad luck to AMG Ballers then down to Jim Hampson Division 1 only one game on this week and Rustlers a return to form for them 4-1 winners at Red Velvet Reserves Red Velvet Reserves been going well lately too uh, but a good result for Rustlers uh, Sasha Gibson with uh, a brace for them good win for wrestlers. they've had a tough year this year and, and, and you know like a lot of teams struggling to get players out every week um, so I'm pleased for them. Down to Division 2 and we have NatWest Bank 1, Atletico Londres 1. Atletico Londres um, been playing well recently. They really have. Um, got a win narrowly, lost solution project and now draw with NatWest Bank. So some good results for Atletico Londres um, as they, they find their feet in that division. Then Slade Green Knights 2, Crofton 2. Crofton near the top, that won't help them or NatWest really in their chase of Farnborough Fourth. So 2 will draw away to Slade Green Knights. Uh, and then we had Standard Ballers 5, Beckenham 1. Great result for Standard Ballers. Um, pleased for them. They're on a bit of a good run as well. Um, in the league, that is. Um, anyway, they whopped in the cup the other week. Uh, then down to Division 3. And we have Bexley Heath Lions, nil Red Velvet A, 8. So where Red Velvet reserves failed, Red Velvet A, great result, 8 nil winners. Uh, Aaron Nicholas with 2, Albert Plant, Hattrick and Archie Hagues with 2. Great win for them. Bad result for Bexley Heath Lions. Uh, and then we have um, Chelsfield, 2, ball or nothing, nil. Chelsfield being scored for fun recently, so ball or nothing did well probably to keep it to 2 nil. Uh, and then we have South Dulwich Reserves, 1, Bexley A, Five and a hat-trick there for Joshua Coyote. Um, so that's the league results. Then we had quite a lot of cup games. So in our um, cup games, uh, we had one in the... Um, 
Queen Mary Cup, which ended Farnborough thirds three, Groundhoppers two. Now, Groundhoppers have beaten Farnborough fourths in the round before, but Farnborough thirds got revenge for Farnborough. John James with, a, with, with two for Farnborough thirds as they narrowly beat Groundhoppers after extra time in that one. Sounds like an absolute cracker. Um, a much better performance for Groundhoppers than their 7-0 loss to Agenda last week, but they'll be sad to be going out of the cup. Uh, two cup losses in two weeks for them. Then in the Elizabeth Jakes Cup, which is the cup for the bottom two divisions, Eltham Eagles of Division 3 beat Lewisham Project Division 2 6-0. Big win, that one, for Eltham Eagles. Mm-hmm. They'll be really pleased with that. Um, I'm sure. And then we had Farmer Fourths of Division 2 winning 4-1 away at Stansfield uh, A. Um, Jack Hollidge and TJ Cody both with two goals for Farnborough Fourths. Um, there is the next round. They'll be hoping, I mean, you know, League and Cup double is on for uh, Farnborough Fourths for sure with the Elizabeth Jates Cup being the cup for the two bottom divisions. And they are leading uh, Division 2 at the moment. Look, odds on to probably win that title. They'll be hoping they can add a cup win as well. Then we had two London Junior Cup games and two brilliant results. Catford, 2-1 winners away at Q Antigua and Eltham Town, 3-1 winners away at AFC Cubo Reserve. So really, really pleased with our London Cup results this year and our Kent Cup results. Brilliant see teams flying in those competitions. Okay, quick update on the tables. Um, because it's the end of the month and AMG Ballers are still out in front. Three games to play and they're four points clear of Old Roan. So they win one more. Uh, it makes it nine impossible for Old Roan to, to claw it back. Well, they probably need two wins actually, don't they now, looking at it after that loss. And they've got Old Roan to play again. So um, the title race is open for a little while at least. Mm-hmm. Bermondsey Town adrift in third uh, on 17 points. Then Eden Park up to fourth. West Wickham Albion fifth. Agenda sixth. South Dulwich 7th and All-Stars in 8th, but getting that first win, uh, which will be great for them. See if they can push up that table. Then we have um, Jim Hampson Division 1. We've got uh, Eltham Town on 15 points, top of the table. Farnborough 3rd on 13 points. Red Velvet Reserves in 3rd. Groundhoppers down to 4th. Rustlers up to 5th. West Bromley Albion. Um, they're in sixth place, Olam in seventh, and Matagalpa, bottom of the table at the moment. A lot of teams drop out of that division as well, only eight teams in that division. Second division, we have Farnborough Fourths flying high on 28 points from just 10 games. Crofton Albion in second, NatWest Bank in third, with the game in hand on Crofton, then TNS in fourth, Catford, Slade Green Knights on 16 points in fifth and sixth, then Lewisham Project, then Standard Ballers, Atletico Londres in ninth, and Beckenham at the moment bringing up the um, rear of the table. Then we have down to the Division 4 and Chelsfield. Look, odds on at the moment. They're seven points clear, although Eltham Eagles have a game in hand on them. Uh, Chelsfield on 28 points. Eltham Eagles on 21. Then Stansfield A in third. Red Velvet A. Bexley A. Then Ball or Nothing. Bexley Heath Lions. South Dulwich Reserves. And Welling United Death at the foot of the table at the moment uh, without a point. Now, looking at the fixtures next week, we have in our John Cooper Premier Division agenda against All-Stars. Uh, can All-Stars get another win or will Agenda keep on their good run? They're the only, that's the only league game there this week. Then in Jim Hampson Division 1, we've got Matagalpa at home to Eltham Town. Bottom of the table against top of the table there. Then Olam against Farnborough Thirds. And then West Bromley Albion at home to Rustlers. Division 2, Atletico Londres at Beckenham, at home to Beckenham. Crofton Albion at home to Catford. Really need a win if they're going to keep the pressure on um, Farnborough Fourths. Then Farnborough Fourths at home to Slade Green Knights. 
hoping to keep their run going. Down to Division 3, ball or nothing against Bexley A, Eltham Eagles at home to Red Velvet A, uh, and Stansfield A at home to South Dulwich Reserves. So um, a, the game in hand for Eltham Eagles um, with Chelsea in cup action, they need to win that. Then we've got some cup games. We've got some big cup games in the Queen Mary Cup. Old Roan of the Premier at home to NatWest Bank of Division 1, Red Velvet Reserves of Division 1 travel to Bermondsey, I'm sorry, at home to Bermondsey Town of the Premier Division. And then we have uh, a big clash in the um, Ron Pope Cup, which is the Cup for the top two divisions. AMG Ballers at home to Eden Park. Should be a cracking game, that one. Then we have um, in the um, Kent Cup, we've got some, some Kent Cup games, some outside Cup games. We've got um, TNS at home to Kings Hill Reserves. Um, and Chelsfield away to Len Valley FC. I don't know much about those teams, Len Valley or um, Kings Hill Reserve. So good luck to TNS and Chelsfield. Hopefully they can get some good results like um, we had this week with Eltham Town and Catford in the London Cups. Right, that's some fixtures for next week. I think looking at standout fixtures, AMG Ball against Eden Park in the Cup should be a cracker. AMG Ball is obviously flying high top of the table, but Eden Park on really good form at the moment should be a really good game. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing how... Um, Matt Galper get on at home to Eltham Town. Should be a good one. And Crofton Catford looks like a cracker. Catford, tough team to beat. And Crofton been going so well this year. And then Eltham Eagles against Red Velvet A. Eltham Eagles really need to win to keep that pressure on. Otherwise, Chelsfield will look sewn on for the Division 3 title. Right, that's all from me. Thanks for listening. And I look forward to speaking to you again next week. Bye. Hello and welcome to this Essex Alliance League roundup for the month of February as we come to the end of the, the winter season. And we start, of course, in the senior division, where the top of the table has really got close in the last few weeks, and it's only goal difference that separates the top two sides now, with DTFC having lost a couple of their recent games and seeing their lead at the top now slashed, as I say, just to that goal difference. They still sit top uh, with by four goals on 41 points, but Chapel Heath Spartans now second, Albeit from a game more, but they do have to play DTFC in the coming weeks. In third place, Lymore Gardens are five points further back, sitting on 36 points, but they have played a couple more games than the sides above them and only have seven games left in their season. One of the sides who could well make up uh, some, some difference on those teams above is Woodford East, sitting in fourth place. They've got a lot of games in hand, uh, and have accrued 32 points from 15 games with nine victories ahead of what is a big weekend for them as they compete against Clapton Community in the semi-final of the Essex Saturday Premier Cup. Down in fifth place, Joloff Sports have climbed uh, on uh, level on points with Woodford East, but from a game more, nine victories and five draws, giving them a 32-point haul so far. Down in sixth place, FC Petro Cub, again through to the semi-finals of the London Junior Cup this season, having been finalists last year. Their league form sees them seven points adrift of the top five with eight with seven victories and four draws from eighteen games played. Just three points further back and the top the other side in the top half of the table are FC Barese, who have a disappointing spell once again and sit just adrift of the sides above them. Six victories and four draws to account for their twenty two points from seventeen fixtures. Commencing the top part of the bottom half of the table, if you catch my drift there, is Kit Out London who have 21 points from 18 games and in a season that I think started quite well but has drifted away slightly for the side based at Noak Hill. 
In ninth place, we see Leighton Royals, who sit a couple of points further back from Kit Out London with six victories and a draw. And just below them, their great rivals, Rapid Chingford, just one point further back on 18. And that's with four wins and six draws in a division which has been dominated by draws, really. And that's from 17 games, giving them nine games to go. And one point further back are CSM London, sitting 11th in the table, have played the most games in the division, therefore. Five victories and two draws sees them onto 17 points and just above the relegation zone. Now that relegation zone starts with 12th place Blue Marlin, who do have a couple of games in hand on CSM London, but will need to convert those into victories if they want to get to the safety zone. Just the three victories so far, along with four draws, sees them onto 13 points. Three points further back from them are Tau United, sitting in 13th, unlucky for some. Three victories and a draw for the side based at Mabley Green from 18 games, which gives them eight, eight games left to play to try and save their position in this table. And bottom of the table, once again, still Chigwell Town, albeit having shown some better form in recent weeks, they do still sit adrift. Uh, in fact, they're 10 points away from safety, with seven points only from their 16 games. 10 huge cup finals for them to come. We move on now into our Premier Division roundup. And again at the top of the table it's very close. Frenford A do hold a lead. They're three points clear at the moment. And are the side still in pole position to win the title. 11 victories and a draw. Seeing them top of the table. In second place it's traded places in recent weeks. But Dagenham United holds second spot just at the moment. With nine victories and a draw from their 15 games played. Giving them a 31 point haul. Two points further back and with a game in hand, so a side who could go second with that game in hand, are Wapping. 14 games have been played so far, eight victories and two draws to go as they seek a place in the top flight next season. And along with Wapping are another East London-based side, Crooks United. They have two games in hand on Wapping and three games in hand on Dagenham United, so they could go second with their games in hand there. They sit on 26 points from 12 with nine wins and two draws. And just below them are Oakside, who up until recently did have an unbeaten record, but have had a couple of defeats to their name in recent weeks. Lots and lots of games still to play, eight in fact. They have 22 points from 10 games played, seven victories and a draw. And below them, the start of the bottom half table sides, Athletic Newham under 23s are now up to sixth place following a win at the weekend. They have six wins and two draws to their name, seeing them accrue 20 points. Just below them, and from the same number of games, are North East Lions. Also 15 uh, games played, but just 18 points accrued in this instance with 6 wins and 9 defeats. Below them are London Cranes, who with games in hand could leap above uh, the side above them, North East Lions. They've got 5 wins and a draw from 13 played. As I say, a couple of games there in hand could steer them clear of any relegation worries. And the two sides sitting at the bottom of the table are London Park City, who have won two of their 13 games played to see them onto six points. But that is seven points adrift to safety at present as they try and avoid the drop into Division 1. And the side already relegated are all prospects who have already finished their season. 18 games, just the one win, and they only have three points as they now move down. We move into the Division 1 action here, where we start, of course, with the leaders, Belfry, who 
are the highest ranked team in Essex with a unbeaten record. 12 games played, 12 victories, 36 points to their name. They're only five points ahead, though, of the second place side, which is Kowloon Community. And we'll come on to their heroics in, in the moment. But in the league, 10 victories and a draw for Cowley. Does see them still well in the frame at the top of the standings there. Although they are going to have to uh, see some results go their way in order to try and get the title. But we must congratulate Cowley who progressed into the Essex Saturday Junior Trophy Final at the weekend just gone. Coming from behind against Brentwood Athletic Reserves and winning 2-1 to secure their final at Haybridge Swifts in April. In actual fact, it was a mirror image of, a, of their semi-final efforts two years ago in the same competition against the same team where they also won but never got to play the final. In third place, RCXI, one of the early leaders in this division, are sitting just a point off of the promotion places but have played the most games of the title-chasing sides. Nine victories and three draws sees them on to 30 points with four games left to play. In fourth place, one of the most informed sides in the division are Ilford Reserves, who have picked up a number of victories in recent weeks and have climbed as high as fourth. The Foxes have 24 points accrued from eight victories, albeit they did see that, that run of results come to an end at the weekend. Down in fifth place are Wanstead, who have been on a bit of a slide in recent weeks, um, and they were, they're down to fifth now, with also on 24 points. Um, with seven victories and three draws to their name, seeing them still in the mix, but faltering slightly. Down in sixth place are Something From Nothing, the last of the top half teams, who have 23 points, so they're just a point back from the teams above them, but have played a game more. Six victories and five draws in their debut season, accruing them 23 points. And down in seventh place are Kwanzaa's London Sport, who have had a good run of form and have moved up well into mid-table and away from any danger. 20 points from uh, six victories and two draws and a quite astonishing 8-7 victory at the weekend against the bottom of the table side, keeping them in the mix in the middle of the standings. Just below them are Newham Wanderers, who do have some games in hand, uh, have five wins and three draws from their season so far, 18 points accrued uh, as they try and finish comfortably in mid-table. And that's the same number of points as ninth place Renegades, who also have 18 points, but have played four more games. In fact, they've only got four games left, uh, five victories and three draws. They're nine points uh, uh, ahead of the danger zone, but you never know. The sides below do have games in hand on them, so they could do with a few more points in the bank. And one of those sides is Forest Green, who have 16 points from 17 games played, five victories and a draw, a little spurt of good form in recent weeks, sees them move five points clear of the danger zone, although the team just below them, Barkingside A, sitting in 11th, only have nine points, but they do have five games in hand on the sides above. Three victories from those 12 games, but they, of course they've got to get those points from those games in hand to try and put some pressure on the sides above. And as I say, bottom of the table, Francis Luke, uh, you do have to feel for them, uh, one player, uh, Javon Stewart, scored seven goals on Saturday and still came out on the losing side, losing that epic game 8-7. They have only seven points for their season so far from 15 games played, two victories and a draw, as they are the present bookies' favourites to, to see the drop. We now move into Division 2, and the top of this table really is congested, as it has been for quite some time this season. Unity are top of the table, but are running out of games. 18 games have been played by them, 11 victories and a draw. 
giving them a 34-point haul. And that's one point clear of second place Emerson and Upminster Reserves, who have won 10 themselves, with three draws added to that. A game in hand so it could see them go top of the table. But third place Fairlock Rovers are the side who do hold all the aces, with lots of games left to play. 10 victories and 1 defeat in their 11 so far with 30 points. And really it is in their hands if they can convert those games in hand into points. Sitting in 4th place, after a good run of form recently, Rain and Working Men's Club. They sit on 29 points, just a point behind 3rd place Rovers. 8 victories and a draw as they sit comfortably in the top end of the table. And they're just ahead by 1 point from 5th place Oldest Damians who have been on a bit of a slide in recent weeks. But they do still have 10 victories to their name out of 15 this year. And a draw, a 28-point haul there, seeing them sit fifth in the table. And that's two points ahead of sixth place FHN Athletic, who have 26 points with eight games, eight victories and two draws. But that game in hand could see them move up as far as fourth place in the table if they were to win it. Down in seventh, Ryan under-23s are... Up to 20 points this year um, in their debut season in the competition. They actually bounced back from a defeat last weekend against Loughton Lions to win this weekend against the same op- same opposition. Uh, six victories and two draws sees them sitting comfortably in seventh place at the moment, albeit with a number of games uh, more played compared to others around them. And one of those is eighth place Royal Forest, who do have three games in hand on Ryan, an 18-point haul, six victories to their name, as they look to try and move up into the top half with those games in hand. Down in ninth place, Redbridge Community. Uh, have only got five games left of their season. They've accrued 15 points so far, with four victories and three draws. They're probably not completely safe from the drop just at the moment, but you, you'd imagine that one or two more wins from those five would probably be enough to ensure their safety. On the same number of points are Loughton Lions, but they do have three games in hand on Redbridge, which is why... There is still that bit of element of danger for Redbridge. Well, Loughton Lions have got four victories and three draws to their name from 14. So they still have eight games left to play in their season. Plenty of points to move them up the table. As do the 11th place St. Francis, who have only played the 10 games so far this season out of 22. Lots of games still to play. They do sit on only six points with two victories. But if they can convert some of those uh, games in hand into some late season victories then who knows where they might finish. It's a bit bit of a different story, unfortunately, for 12th place Newbury East, who are bottom of the table without a victory in the league this season, although they did in- take their first cup victory uh, against the second place side in the table last weekend to buoy them on for the, f- for the rest of the season. Just the three points accrued as they only have five games left to save their season and in actual fact will need to win almost all of those given their goal difference as it stands. We now move into Division 3, which has been topsy-turvy in the last few weeks. Three sides really battling it out at the top of the table. It's Old Barcabians Reserves, who do sit top at the moment, albeit they have played the most games out of the three sides chasing the silverware. 12 victories and a draw to their name, seeing them accrue 37 points from 16. Just four games left to go, and you'll probably imagine they might need to win at least three of those in order to have a chance of winning it. Sitting in second place and the side probably in pole position just at the moment are FC Baresi under-23s who have, who have not been beaten this season in the league. 11 victories and 3 draws, seeing them on to 36 points and with a huge game coming up this weekend against Old Barcabians. 
Sitting in third place were one of the sides who were unbeaten for a very long time, Royal Forest Reserves. In fact, that goes back into previous seasons. But in recent weeks, three defeats on the spin have seen them drop down to third place. Uh, and at the moment, it's out of their hands to win the title. 11 victories and a draw has given them 34 points and still plenty to play for. But they could do with getting a new spurt of form on. Sitting four points further back, Melbourne Sports are in fourth place. They have nine victories and three draws to their name from, from their games played so far this season and probably are falling out of the picture for the promotion honours. But together United, who sit just below them uh, with 25 points, five points adrift, but with two games in hand on Melbourne, are not out of the promotion mix just at the moment. They've still got six games to go, eight wins and a draw, seeing them having picked up those 25 points. Down in sixth place, all on the same number of points, 25 there for Lymore Gardens Reserves, who sit comfortably in the middle of the table uh, with five games left to go. They've, they've accrued eight victories and a draw to see them sitting comfortably ahead of the sides below them. Six points further back, in fact, are Buckhurst Way, who have 19 points from their, six, from their 17 games played, just three games left to go, and in actual fact, they'll probably need to win all three of those to progress up from that position in the table. Six victories and a draw from their debut season in the competition. Just below them, and with a game in hand, are Glendale, who have 17 points, from five victories and two draws so far this season, in a difficult spell recently, uh, having not have not been victorious since the uh, back end of last year. And just a point further back from Glendale are ASA, who also have 16 games played and five victories and a draw to their name, seeing them sit 10 points clear, in fact, of the sides sitting in the relegation zone. So it looks as though the bottom of the table is going to stay as it is, although there is still mathematically a chance for Flyers under 23s, sitting in 10th place with two victories, but only six points and a 10-point difference to make up on the sides above, which is looking very, very difficult to achieve. And bottom of the table are Terrin, who do have one game in hand over Flyers, but mathematically their chances are running out. They did pick up a victory in the last uh, six weeks or so, but that just that's not been added to, and therefore they are perilously close to being uh, one of the sides to drop. We finish our action in Division 4, another division where the, the top of the table has really changed hands multiple times over the recent weeks. And it's Chingford Harriers who presently lead the way, but only by a single point, with nine victories and three draws from 15, giving them a 33-point haul in the league. But chasing just behind them are Sporting Pillars, who do have that game in hand, which is going to be vital, you believe, in the in the running. So they could go top if they were to win, presently sitting with 10 victories and 2 draws and 32 points. Five points further back are Fairlock Rovers Reserves, who have dropped off the pace in recent weeks. But 10 wins from 16 has give, still gives them an outside hope of a promotion berth, but they're going to really have to hope that things go their way. They'll need to win both games and hope that other teams drop points around them. For Flyers, it's a slightly different case. Things are a little bit more in their hands, but they only have three games left to play, and a number of points deficit to make up. Eight wins and two draws for them. Uh, they could move into third if they do win that game in hand, but again, they are hoping for results around them to do them a favour. Dagenham United Reserves uh, were at one point in the top three, but have dropped now out of the picture and sit fifth, with seven victories and two draws, giving them 23 points uh, as they sit comfortably in the middle of the table. 
Newham and Havering Borough are sixth in the table, the first of the sides in the bottom half. They do have two games in hand on the sides above, but they are not in the greatest format at the moment. Five victories and four draws sees them on to 19 points. Uh, they have four games left to play in their season. Avondale Rangers, uh, who in fact they drew with Borough at the weekend, sit on the same points, 19 that is, but from a game more with six wins to their name and a draw, uh, they have three games left in their season. As do Emerson and Upminster A, who are four points further back from the, top, the sides in sixth and seventh, uh, with five wins to their name in what's been an up and down season for the side based in Upminster. Just below them are the West Essex under-23s, who you think will probably be fairly fairly happy with their first foray into adult football this year. Just the one game left this season, they do sit on 14 points. They could rise as high as 8th, but you imagine that the sides above might have a say in that. But presently, 17 games played, 4 victories and 2 draws to their name. Bottom of the table, but with a number of games in hand and still could avoid the wooden spoon, Newham Royals, three victories to their name so far this season, giving them nine points. Five games left to play in their season. Can they turn some of those into, into positive results and climb their way away from the bottom of the table? We shall see in the coming weeks. Well, thank you for listening to this Essex Alliance League roundup for the month of February. We look forward to bringing you more action through March into the spring as we head towards our traditional cup finals. But for now, best wishes and we'll speak to you soon. This is Andrew Gidley with the NRG Kent County Football League Roundup, starting with the results. In the Premier Division, Crockenhill nil, Red Velvet 12, Fleet Down United 5, Bromleyans nil. Ide Hill 1, Caseports Reserves 4, Kings Hill 2, Borden Village 5, New Romney 3, Hawkingstown 2, Peckham Town 6, Farm Broad Boys Guild 2, Stansford OMB Club 3, Judah Sports 1. And one result from Friday evening, Oxford United 0, 10MB 0. In Division 1 Central and East, Ashford 0, Gurinanak 1, Cuxton 91 3, Woodensborough 4, Snodland Town Reserves 2, Rustall Reserves 3, Sturry 1, Minster 2, Tenterton Town 7, Rochester City 0, Whitstable Town Reserves 3, Hollands and Blair Development 2. In Division 1 West, Belvedere 3, Equinocchial 2, Bexley 0, Hawes 2, Craven Arrows 2, Metrogas 2, Danson Sports 2, South East Athletic 1, Judah Sports Reserves 3, Sporting Club Thamesmead Reserves 4, Welling Park 8, Sutton Athletic Reserves 0. In Division 2 Central and East, Sinkports 0, Dealtown Rangers 0, Greenway Aces 3, Stablehurst Monarchs United Reserves 1, Hildenborough Athletic 1, West Farley 4, Minster Reserves 2, Beersted Reserves 4, Punjab Reserves 2, Ellsford 2, Rochester City Reserves 0, Lidtown Reserves 10. In Division 2, West Bromleyans 1, Dulwich Village 2, Farnborough Boys Guild Reserves 2, Parkwood Rangers 5, Long Lane 3, Fleetdown 0, Orpington 2, Metrogas Reserves 1, Stansford OMB Club Reserves 4, Ide Hill Reserves 0. In Division 3, Central and East, Canterbury City Under-23s 1, Tenterton Town Reserves 2, 
Locomotive Canterbury 1, Sinkports Reserves 2, Tankerton 2, AFC Rangers 3. In Division 3 West, Falkenwood 1, Dartford Celtic 0, Long Lane Reserves 0, Bexley Reserves 3. In the Barry Bundock West Kent Challenge Shield quarterfinals, Bayer Neverluson 4, Oxford United Reserves 2, FC Greenwich 4, Brighton Ropes Reserves 5. In the Vets Cup semi-final, Sheerness East 2, Fox 1. And in the Vets League games, in Division 1, Aylesford 3, Medway United 1. In Division 2, Larkford and New Hythe Wanderers 2, Woodcombe 2. And in Division 3, Kings Hill 1, New Ash Green 3. And in the Seven Oaks Senior Charity Cup quarterfinals, Chipstead 2, West Kingsdown 3, Horsted United 0, Westrum 0, Horsted win 4-3 on penalties. Now some of the uh, stories behind those score lines. Harry Taylor hit the season's best individual score with 7, making it 35 for the season as Red Velvet hit 12 at Crockenhill. Charlie Vizard and Alfie Maisie both scored twice. Joshua Montello also scored twice, making it 20 for the season for him as Peckham Town beat Farnborough Boys Guild 6-2. Nicky Meter added two more. Roy Godden's 25th of the campaign helped New Romney beat Hawkins Town 3-2, while Joe Borland scored in his first start as Stansfield OMB made eight wins in ten games, beating Tudor Sports 3-1. 10 MB claimed another clean sheet in the nil-nil draw at Oxford United on Friday night. Ricky Gundry's hat-trick was a highlight of Borden Village's 5-2 win at Kings Hill, which moves them into the top eight. Elfie Clark scored twice as Fleetdown United beat Bromley in 5-0, while Johnny Hillier was another first-time scorer this season as K-Sports Reserves won 4-1 at Ide Hill. Hawes beat Bexley 2-0, Ryan Golding and Joe Brown the scorers for a third game in a row in another week of twists and turns at the top of Division 1 West. Jordan King's hat-trick led Tented and Town home 7-0 against Rochester City, while Minster moved second, Curtis and Tom Jordan hitting two late goals to earn a 2-1 win at Sturry. Mitchell Harmon scored twice early and late as Woodnesborough won 4-3 at Cuxton 91, and Ryan Donoghue also scored uh, two as West Farley made it 11 unbeaten with a 4-1 win at Hildenborough Athletic. Lidtown reserves are in great form, eight wins out of nine, Nathan Sims scoring four in a double-figure win at Rochester City Reserves. Long Lane player manager John Chorley received the Western Section Manager of the Month award from Chairman Gavin Hall before his side's 3-0 win over Fleetdown United Reserves. Daniel Proberts, Tom Chappenden and Michael Kerr, the goal scorers. And late goals by John O'Sullivan and Rob Orderman and AFC Rangers, their 3-2 victory at Tankerton, making it 10 wins in a draw for them since their only defeat of the season, 8-0 against their long-time leaders West Kingsdown, way back on August the 21st. Well, as we head into the month of March, let's look at the league tables, starting in the Premier Division, where Peckham Town are the leaders, with 54 points from 24 games played. Five ahead of Red Velvet, who do have as many as seven games in hand, with New Romney third, 47 from 22. At the bottom, Crockenhill, three from 23. Farnborough Boys Guild, 18 from 22. And Tudor Sports, 20 from 25. In Division 1, Central and East, Tenton Town top the table, 44 points from 19 games played. Second, Minster, 43 from 19. And third, Cuxton, 91, 40 from 20. At the bottom, Hollands and Blair Reserves, 15 from 21. 
Whitstable Town Reserves 15 from 21 and Rochester City 16 from 22. In Division 1 West, Bexley are the uh, top side with 53 points from 23 games played. Halls second, 47 from 21 and Chipstead third, 46 from 18. At the bottom, Tudor Sports Reserves 10 from 21, South Lake Reserves 16 from 20 and Danson Sports 17 from 19. In Division 2 Central East, Hildenburg Athletic lead the way, 38 points from 18 games played. Second, Minster Reserves, 35 from 19. Third, Greenway Aces, 33 from 16. At the bottom, Rochester City, minus 2 from 15. Punjab Reserves, 6 from 20. And Aylesford, 15 from 17. In Division 2 West, Irith and Belvedere Reserves top the table, 41 from 22. Second, Brighton Rates Reserves, 37 from 15. And third, Horsted United, 36 from 16. At the bottom, Bromleyans Reserves, 5 from 14, Metricas, 6 from 16, and Idehill Reserves, 9 from 15. In Division 3, Central and East, West Kingsdown, top, 46 from 16, Tenton Town Reserves, 2nd, 33 from 17, AFC Rangers, 3rd, 31 from 12. At the bottom, Paddock Wood, 3 from 17, Sinkports Reserves, 4 from 17, and Lennon Wanderers, 18 from 14. And in Division 3 West, Falkenwood out in front, 31 from 14, Dartford Celtic 29 from 16, Bexley Reserves 28 from 14. At the bottom, South East Atlantic Reserves 0 from 12, that does include an adjustment, AFC Lewisham 8 from 12, and Oxford United Reserves 10 from 14. And a check on the top goalscorers in the County League as we head uh, into another month. Harry Taylor, 35 from 19, including seven at the weekend at uh, Crocken Hill. Roy Godden, 25 from 24, on target again on Saturday. Joshua Montella scoring twice, taking him to 20 from 19 games. Elfie Mazia, Red Velvet, supporting uh, Harry Taylor, 18 from 23. Red Jenkins of Stansfield, 15 from 19. Harry O'Brien of Fleetdown United, 13 from 21. Eben Odebonojo from Kings Hill, 12 from 22. Ryan Philpot of Hawkins, 12 from 10. Tom Morgans of New Romney, 11 from 24. And uh, Omi Akani of Borden Village, 10 from 22. Sharing double figures with David Gabor of Peckham Town. Ricky Gundry of uh, Borden Village, who scored a hat-trick on Saturday. Mohamed Mansare of Farnborough Boys Guild. Jay Oborn of Stansfeld and Harry Brown of Oxford United. Some impressive crowds in the Kent County League programme at the weekend. A crowd of over 100 were at Peckham Town to see their 6-2 victory over Farnborough Boys Guild, while over 200 people watched the local derby between New Romney and Hawkins Town. Elsewhere, on Friday night, around 60 were at Oxford United to see their goals draw against uh, 10MB, while uh, another three-figure crowd watched uh, Chipstead's uh, Seven Oaks Senior Charity Cup quarter-final against uh, West Kingsdown at the weekend. West Kingsdown coming from 2-0 down to win 3-2. Also, uh, congratulations to Sheerness East, who have reached the uh, Veterans Cup semi-final. They will now meet Snodland Town in the final. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. 
Welcome back for the latest roundup from the Southern Veterans Football League section for the Selk Grassroots Podcast. Straight into the results for Saturday the 26th of February in Division 1. Glebe 4, LSU 4. Johnson and Phillips 1, Stansfield 1. There's Defiance versus Charcoal, which I don't believe was meant to be the fixture this weekend, um, but that's given us an away walkover. I do believe they were supposed to, Charcoal was supposed to play Metrogas, um, but I believe that got called off, and I um, don't know anything behind that, sadly. Um, I can only go with really what's on full-time FA website. Um, so... That's your Division 1 results. Uh, into Division 2. Seagas, 2. Norwood Lakers, 2. Sporting Santos, the Bow Street Runners first, was given as a home walkover. Into Division 3. FC Kawuya, 3. Bromleyans, 1. Gravesham Borough, 3. SP Athletic, 2. SP Athletic have not stopped the slide of bad recent results. Hollington versus X Blues was given as a home walkover. Kingsdale won, Bromley FC won, Parkwood Rangers, Hotspurs won, New Park 2000 nil. Into Division 4. Asiru versus South East Athletic was given as an away walkover. Warren Athletic won, Chips did five. Into Division five. Cudham United three, Sydney Sports one. The Sydney Sports good run of results halted by um, quite a strong Cudham United side and believe a few of the remaining first team players that from where the first teams folded in from Cudham have dropped down um, to finish out the season. So maybe not a true reflection of the a Cudham supposedly reserve side as it should be in Division 5, but it is what it is. In uh, Still Division 5, sorry, LSU seniors to... AFC Green Court 6, Slade Green Knights 0, Seven Oaks Town 3. Into Division 6, Bow Street Runners 2nd 11, 5, LSU Old Boys 4, Catford Wanderers Old Boys 4, Who Vets Red 0, Seymour Villa 0, Croy Gas Phoenix 5. Into Division 7, Old Peppies 4, LSU Super Vets 1, Alpington Seconds 3, Bromleyans B3, Rustlers versus Greenways Aces is was abandoned. Um, no idea why. Hopefully, it's nothing untoward. Um, so, unfortunately, yeah, I have no information on that one at all, I'm afraid. 
And then the last result of the weekend was in the Cup, Beckenham Hospital Charity Cup, Welling Park 4, Cray Wanderers 7. All right, let's get some fixtures for this coming Saturday, 5th of March. Kicking off with Division 1, Glebe versus Johnson and Phillips. LSU A versus Stansfield. New Park versus Charcoal. That will be a good game to watch. Local rivalry, um, literally across the road from each other. Um, so that should be a good one to, to see out as well. Into Division 2. Bow Street Runners first versus Norwood Lakers. Catford Wanderers versus Cray Wanderers. Sporting Santos versus LSU B. Wallingham A versus Seagas. Into Division 3, Blythe Hill versus New Park 2000. FC Kawuya versus Bromley FC. Gratian Borough versus Hollington. And SP Athletic versus X Blues. Into Division 4. Asiru versus Crayford Arrows. Groundhoppers versus Sporting Club Thamesmead. SP Athletic versus The Warren. Wallingham B versus Clapham Old Xavians. Into Division 5. AFC Greencourt versus Sydenham Sports. Crayford Arrows, 2010 versus Swanscombe Tigers. This should be a good battle with Swanscombe and Crayford both around the top of the table. Slade Green Knights versus LSU Seniors. Into Division 6, LSU Old Boys versus Croy Gas Phoenix. Seymour Villa versus Warrenham Supervets. Sporting Croydon versus Bow Street Runners 2nd 11. Catford Wanderers Old Boys versus Alpington. And into Division 7, Bromleyans B versus Rustlers. Welling Park versus Greenway's Aces. That is all your fixtures for the forthcoming Saturday 5th of March. All league fixtures, no cup fixtures to report. I would assume all cup so coming towards the end, either towards semi-finals or finalists are, are now um, in, in basically in position. So um, we could have some silverwares being battled out for that isn't just the league trophies. Right, let's have a quick look at a league rundown as of the end of February. In Division 1, Charcoal are leading the way um, clear at the top, 25 points out of nine games. Um, realistically, they're, they're going to win the league, to be perfectly honest. Um, there aren't many teams... I don't believe, if I remember right, you know, we don't actually have a game. Well, we've only got one more game. Um, maybe wrong. 
Um, so LSU are sitting in second. We played 13. Yep. Um, this is, it is our last game against Stansfield this weekend um, for the season. So that'll be us wrapped up. And then there's only really Stansfield um, and Glebe that have both got 10 games. But yeah, they'd, you know, Stansfield are in third with 19 and Glebe are in fourth with 15. Charcoal have got a fair bit of time and space and ahead of them with games in hand um, and points on the board already. So it's only really going to be the Charcoals to lose if they imploded. But it would look like that is highly unlikely to happen considering how they have been picking up their wins throughout the course of the season. Um, New Park are sitting in fifth with 15, and so joint with Glebe, just on goal difference with Glebe above. Um, Johnson and Phillips are in sixth with 12. Metrogas um, in seventh with three. Defiance and um, are in eighth with just the one point. And Cudham have obviously gone. So, realistically, Defiance and Metrogas are, are battling out for that last sort of position. To, to possibly go down, I guess, obviously, from the top. Um, Metro Gas have got three games in hand, so I'm sure they'll pick up a couple of points, um, which will take them away from Defiance, who I believe will probably only have two or three games left themselves. Um, so it could be a bleak end for Defiance. Bear in mind, they've only picked up one point all season. Into Div 2. Let's have a quick look. And there's a lot still to play for in this division. Obviously, currently independent sitting top. Um, 14 games played. They are on 34 points. Sporting Santos in second. 11 games played with 27 points. So, yeah, there are there is a seven-point difference. Uh, they do have three games in hand. So, points on the board or games in hand, I don't know how you can, you know, you can take that both ways, really. The pressure's on. Sporting Santos to obviously win their games to, to bridge the gap. Um, independent have got the points on the board. And, you know, there's still fixtures that'll be played. So there still could be a bit of change at the top there. Cray Wanderers are in um, third. Only played 10 games. They've got 22 points. So they could they could be in a shout as well um, with 12 points, potentially, um, if they were to win their games in the hand over independence would take them level. And I think, if I remember rightly, they are actually playing each other this weekend. So, it could... No, actually, I got that wrong, isn't it? Cray are playing um, Catford Wanderers. But then Catford Wanderers are sitting in fourth. Um, they've had their turnaround. They obviously started off badly, as I said, many weeks ago. They um, turned the tide on that, and they're sitting okay in fourth um, with 20 points. Um, Wallingham are in fifth with 19 joint LSUB with 19 um, Seagas in seventh 18 Bow Street in eighth with nine Leon Stars in ninth with seven Nord Lakers tenth with five and Blackheath have gone so it is going to be a battle between Nord Lakers and Leon Stars. Leon Stars for that last position to go down realistically, in my opinion. Um, Lakers have got two games in hand and they're only two points behind. So, yeah, it's Nord Lakers in their hands to 
to pick up a couple of points. If they get a win, obviously they'll jump above. Um, so yeah, it's in it's in their hands. Um, but it's all very hard to play for down at the bottom when you know you have to get a win. It's a bit bit tense, isn't it? But still to play for that last position into Division Three. At the top are Hollington um, on goal difference. So first and second, Hollington are in first, Bromleyans are in second, both on 40 points. Bromleyans have played three games extra. Um, so Hollington, a very strong side. So I would I would consider them more than likely to pick up those points and realistically win quite comfortably once all games are played out they should be sitting quite pretty at the top I would have thought Parkwood Rangers are in third with 32 from their 16 games played FC Crewe are in fourth with 27 from 13 games Gravesham Borough in fifth 21 from the 13 they've played and then SP Athletic in sixth 20 from 12 Um, Kingsdale 17 games played 17 points same with Bromley, um, FC, 17 played, 17 points. Goal difference is split in those two. Um, in ninth, X-Blues, 11 points from the 16 games they've played. And in New Park, um, 2000, are in 10th with nine points out of their 13 games. Now, Blythe Hill have played 16. They're, they're rock bottom with only three points. Realistically, they're, they're cut adrift, I would say. Um, New Park have got three games in hand over X-Blues above them and four over Bromley and Kingsdale above them. So, you know, if they can if they can pick up some points, they've got three games to pick up three points. If they pick up three points, then they'll go above X-Blues. So there is still all to play for from the New Park guys. Um, if they can turn that around and, and get themselves just above that, Dreaded drop line. Um, and then rebuild again for next season. Into Division 4, where there is all to play for for the top positions. South East Athletic are currently sitting top. 36 points out of the 16 games they've played. Groundhoppers are in second. Um, they've only played 13 and they've got 35. So... Yeah, they got some games in hand that would see them go back to the top. They recently played South East and beat them. Um, so, as I said, all season, Grand Uppers, they're a good side. Know, known them from Sundays. Um, and that, so, I would expect them to win that league comfortably once they've played all their games out. It'll be for the second position, in my eyes. Fleet Down are in third, currently 30 points out of their 14 games. So between them and South East, realistically, in my opinion, for that second spot. Um, Hayden Youth are in fourth, played 15, got 29 points. In fifth, Warlingham B, 12 games played, 27 points. Um, so I mean, maybe they're in the shake-up as well, to be fair, if they can get a couple of points. They could, they could be thinking that they can stick their noses in and possibly push for... That second spot, if they can get a run of form going towards the end of the season. Um, Crayford Arrows are in sixth, 21 points from 16 games. 
Clapham Old Xavians are in seventh, 16 points from 10 games. Chips did in eighth, 17 games, 10 points. Sporting Club Thamesmead, 13 played, 9 points. Asiru are in 10th from uh, 7 points from their 14 games played. And Warren are 11th with 16 games played and only 5 on the board. Um, yeah, it's probably it's probably going to be Asiru and Warren, realistically, that will drop out of that division. Um, Sporting Club Thames really got a game in hand over the uh, Siru and um, they're already a couple of points ahead so um, less I don't know to be honest they might actually have to play each other so if they've got to play each other that could obviously throw the cat amongst the pigeons and turn that if a Siru get a win so there is still something to look out for down the bottom there um, I think it's realistically it's still going to be hot at the top and um, second place has probably got two possibly three teams um all thinking they've got a chance to uh, to be included in that with Warnham and Fleet down, and you know Grand Hoppers and Southeast fighting it out for the top spot. Um, that'll be a good one to see out actually. So we'll keep an eye as we get through March. We'll see how that realistically ends that division. Into Division Five, where I did think from the start of the season there was going to be a runaway leader. Um, being Aztec, but currently top of the table are Swanscombe from 15 games played, 37 points on board. Aztec are sec- sic- sitting in second, get my teeth back in, 13 points, 33 points on the board. So they got a couple of games in hand over Swanscombe and they could still pip them if they win both that, both their games. In third, Crayford Arrows are 28 points from the 12 games played. Sydenham Sports have had a, a rise in their season, 14 games played, 27 points, sitting in fourth. Cudham United, um, who I believe are going to be, you know, going to finish the season quite strongly with um, a few of the, the first team players that, you know, have carried on playing, have dropped down to the reserves. Um, 15 games played, 24 points on board. In sixth, Seven Oaks Town, 15 played, 22 points on the board. And in seventh, Westrum, 15 points from their 14 played. LSU Seniors sitting in eighth, 13 points from the 13 games they've played. Should be enough to keep them in the division for next season. We've played Green Knights um, in ninth, 17 played, eight points on the board. So their season's almost realistically. Actually, I think they should only got one more game to play, I, I would have guessed, yeah. And then AFC Greencourt are. Currently bottom in 10th with four points from the 16 played. So LSU seniors should should have done enough to, to keep themselves in that division. But there is probably now a bit of a battle going for second spot. I would I would get, uh, I would say you've got Crayford Arrows um, just sitting behind Aztec with a game in hand, only five points behind. Um, so yeah, I think there could be some changes at the top if um, Crayford Arrows can keep keep picking up wins and if they've got a play Aztec, that could also obviously um, throw a spanner in the works for Aztec towards the end of the season. So, and obviously Aztec are looking to try and, with their two games in hand over Swanscombe, look to try and 
you know, win the league. So top three spots, a lot to play for there. Um, so it'll be good to obviously see how that one pans out over the next few weeks. Into Division 6. We have leading the way, Croigas Phoenix in first. 12 games played, 34 points on the board. Catford Wanderers Old Boys are in second place from 14 games played, 28 points on the board. It would look like, realistically, it's Croy Gass's um, league to lose, being six points clear with a couple of games in hand over second and one over third. Realistically, you know, it would be in their hands to throw away a healthy a healthy margin of points and they haven't lost a game all season. So um, it would suggest that they would see out that and, and finish off Division 6 as the winners. In third place, Sporting Croydon, 13 games played, 27 points. So they'll be looking for a battle against Catford in terms of the second place that, that for grabs in that division and potentially going up. Um, so that'll be a battle between Catford and Sporting Croydon for that, that second position in the league, in my opinion. Um, Wallingham, Super Vets, 17 played, 24 points on the border in fourth. In fifth, Alpenton, 13 played, 19 points on the board. LSU are in sixth. The Old Boys, 12 played, 19 points on the board. And seventh place, Who Vets Red, 15 played, 15 points. Eighth, Longlands, 16 played, 14 on the board. Um, they might be a bit concerned with Bow Street currently sitting in ninth with only 10 games played and seven on the board. Points-wise, so yes, all, granted they're seven points behind Longlands, but they have got six games in hand. So, you know, that's a healthy amount of points that they can be playing for um, towards the end of the season. So, you know, they'd only have to pick up a couple of wins to get a bit of bit of momentum if they've got six games in hand. I could see that one turning around and, and Bow Street coming out um, above that dreaded drop line and um, potentially Longlands dropping in. So... You know who who you know to be fair who Reds Reds aren't out of the out of the mix either they're playing fifteen games so Bow Street have five games on them um, so that's one another one to keep an eye on around the bottom um, Seymour Villas are currently bottom tenth position played twelve five points on the board so realistically it's in Bow Street's hands to get themselves out of the predicament they're currently in and um, we'll see how that one. Obviously, finishes up over the next couple of weeks. Um, Bow Street having quite a few games in hand. They may well be playing well into April. Um, so, again, as I say, something to look out for in Division 6. Still bits to play for. Into Division 7. Um, leading away, Greenway's Aces, 12 played, 30 points on the board. In second, Old Peppies, again, 12 played, 27 points on the board. So, it is still... Nice and tight at the top there. Welling Park are in third. 11 games played, 24 points on the board. So they're a game behind. Um, and in fourth position, Bromley uh, B, 12 played, 24 points on the board. So the top four, realistically, have got still lots to play for there. Um, there could be could be some changes around um, at the top there. And it could be, you know... Any two, you would think Greenways have got enough points on the board 
um, to certainly, as a worst case scenario, end up up second. Um, if they have a complete fall apart at the end of the season and drop points. Um, but if they've got to play each, you know, if the Greenways, Old Peppies, Welling Park and Bromley have all got to play each other, there could be some turnarounds in those top four positions. Um, so that will be a nice one to see how, with with things to play for, how that division actually ends up come end of the season. Um, Rustlers are in fifth, nine played, 13 points on the board. Uh, sixth place, Orpington, um, seconds, 13 played with 12 points. And seventh, Gravesham Borough, 14 games played and six points. And LSU Supervets, 13, uh, bringing up the rear in eighth, and 13 games played and just the three points on the board. So still to play for at the top four positions there and um, two going up. That should be an interesting one to see out. Um, and see how that pans out over the next few weeks. So that is all your results, fixtures, and a run-through of the divisions and current standings and with leagues that are um, still got things to play for at both ends of the table. So um, good luck to all this weekend. Um, Hopefully this horrible rain goes away and, um, yeah, games... Don't fall foul of the weather. So good luck to all and um, look forward to next week's um, update with all your results and upcoming fixtures. Thanks for listening. Hi guys, Rav here from the Grand Sports Club representing Russian District League. Starting with the results from last weekend. Starting in Division 1. See Bredos Juniors lose 2-0 to Park Regis Athletic. Uh, which put them top of the table. Uh, Little Shasted winning 3-2 against Eccles. Uh, Pavilion losing 1-0 to Medway Knights. And Riverside winning 10-0 against Gurunak Reserves. In Division 2, Eccles Reserves losing 5-2 to Cannon 24. Uh, Greenway Aces Reserves winning 9-0 against Hunton. Marltown and Appleyard drawing 3-0. And Stockbury Athletic and Coach and Horses True drawing 5-0. In Division 3, AFC United Medway winning 3-1 against Techers. Bly Sports losing 2-1 at home to Hamhill. FC Walden winning 5-1 against Park Regis. And ourselves Grand Sports winning 4-0 against the Village Upchurch. Uh, Royal Saints drawing 0-0 with the Bell. In Division 4, ME3 winning 5-2 against Medway Stars Reserves. Park Regis Reds losing 7-0 to Anchorians Academicals. Raynham Kenilworth winning 5-1 away at Pegasus 81. And in just the one Prem game, uh, one of the additional fixtures, Medway City drawing 2 all against Chatham Town Saturdays. Fixtures for this weekend. In the Winners' Cup tomorrow night is the Appleyard against the Pavilion Athletic. Uh, in the Prem, Gillingham Green take on Chatham Town Saturdays. In Division 1, Eccles FC take on Riverside. Greenway Aces Old Boys take on Park Regis Athletic. Little Shasted have Bredos Juniors. Maidenway Knights have Grunanic Reserves. In Division 2, Range Rovers Colts face Eccles Reserves. Gillingham Bill Bow take on Stockbury Athletic. Marltown welcome Greenway Aces Reserves. Appleyard face Ballster Wanderers. Coach and Horses Trude take on Cannon 24. Division 3, Beachwood 76 have AFC United Medway. 
FC Waldham take on the Village Upchurch. Park Regis FC take on Bly Sports. And Royal Saints take on Techers. In Division 4, Average Joes take on Ancorians Academicals. Woodcombe Sport and Social have Park Regis Reds. And then some Kent Cup action. In Kent Cup Group A in a semi-final, the Bull face Medway C. In Kent Cup Group C semi-final, Hamill Athletic take on Lem Valley. And a Sales Grand Sports Club, our first County Cup semi-final, we have Woodnersborough Reserves at home. And a Centenary Cup Group C semi-final is Raynham. Apologies, no it's not. So tables for the end of Feb, starting with the Prem. Medway Brass sit top, 22 points, uh, with Medway City just behind on 19. In Division 1, Park Regis Athletic sit top on 28 after 10 games, with Burlos Juniors 6 points behind, having only played 9 games. In Division 2, one of the closer divisions, Cannon 24 sit top with 30 points after 13 played, with Greenway Aces reserves on 27 points, uh, having played 2 games less. And Marltown on 23 points, having played only 10. Uh, ourselves in Division 3. So Techers sit top, having th amassed 31 points from their 14 games played. Uh, Grand Sports are sitting second on 21 points, having only played 8 games. Um, and with Hamhill, uh, another side in our division, having only played single-digit uh, fixtures, having only played 7 games and sit 3 points further behind us. Uh, in Division 4, another close division, Raynham Kenilworth sit on 32 points after 12 games with ME3FC on 29 points, having played the same amount of games. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.